imitating your favorite artist isn't flattering to them going out being influenced by them and then creating something that's your own and you could say all right i was influenced by this that's the the flattery that people yeah like think that they're doing say, but yeah. they're they're really not doing it they're trying to take everything someone else's other complete style and everything just, just i mean i mean i said it i know i said it last week um you're better off being a first rate version of you than a second rate or third rate version of anyone else so i mean i think people especially artists need to get that man that's not that stress man you got to be yourself be comfortable in your own skin man um because you can't change you i mean cosmetically everything but underneath all that he is still you and i, and I don't want to point at you like that. i'm not indicating you no for i mean like it's this. it's relevant to me because it, it made me think about i didn't want to I didn't, I didn't. it made me think about the tribute uh, the tribute ah. shows that that i used to play there was a time when i was so obsessed with incubus and everyone would tell me oh you sound just like brandon boyd from incubus that I tried to put together a band, it didn't work, but we had produced some videos that other people saw in Long Island, and they ended up calling me out to a studio. And we started this band, it was an Incubus tribute band. And within two, three months of just practicing, we were already a headlining band. And you get high off of that. It's, it's definitely a high, especially for that Long Island tribute scene, because over there, they're known for this. It's all tributes. It's all cover bands. There's barely any original bands coming out of like that area that we were particularly playing. And I got so sick of just being the second-rate, third-rate Brandon Boyd. Like in the beginning, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I sound just like him, cool, cool." And then after a while, it was just like, "Yo, fuck this band, fuck this guy." I mean, I I, I get that people like the cover band thing, man, but I don't get how. I mean. If you love music, I would always want to do originals, man. I mean, I I, I, I get a, I feel like when you're a big band, like how Foo Fighters covered Prince, how Incubus covered Prince, the Let's Go Crazy, Foo Fighters did, uh, which one was it, uh, Darling Nikki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how so the Weeknd, those were covers. Yeah, how The Weeknd did Dirty Diana, you know. Those are covers, and those are tributes to those like artists they feel influencing at that age, like, at that point in their career. But, you know, those are just, you know, true covers. You know, even I thought another one that I really love, Full Out Boy and John Mayer with the Beat It. When John, uh, like. And these are all one-offs, too. It's not like they put not, together not, a 15-track cover cover, album, like. just one-offs that they did that were great, that were tributes to their artists. Those work, and those bands are still themselves outside of that. And you can see why, okay, let's have some fun. Let's, let's pay homage to someone. Let's take that song, make it our own, but let them know, hey, this is still yours, and we're gonna we're gonna keep it within your bounds. You know, we're not gonna recreate you perfectly what you did, but people will know what song it is, and we're gonna have some fun with it just for you. Um, and you know, they have to approve it when it gets sold. The uh, the original artist when it starts getting sold, because all those songs were sold to singles. Um, but but the, to to make a career, yeah, a career out of it, I don't understand it, man. Um, I could get you know young, having fun on you know you're, you're writing, you're not confident yet, you you haven't put it all together, but you know you've met them, you've seen them, we've seen them at shows, bands that are playing for a while like that. Um, and it's like, man, uh, come on, guys, like let's let's. Uh, I would want to, in your words, a few minutes ago, swing for the fences at least once or twice, you know, give originals a shot before you know settling that, you know. You know, I'm great at covering. Um, I'm good if I'm making bank. You know, still able to. If I'm doing something I love like that, cool. But, if uh, it, I mean, if you, if you're already in your later years of life, you have no aspirations of being a recording artist. You have like, all right, 
get to, get together with your buddies, play a few songs, play, play a show a month, like that. That but, I get. But there's people, and I started seeing it more as the more shows we played. I'm like, we, we were together for five years, five plus years. I wasn't planning on being in that band for more than two years, but the money kept coming in. People kept offering us money to play. It wasn't a lot, but it was money to play. And we didn't want to turn that down. So it became a, a, a thing where I progressively got sick of it every day more because we're literally living the lives of other people. Like people that go to see us, they wasn't just going to see us. They wanted to hear Incubus first. To, yeah. That was it. So even every now and then when I'll go on stage and I'll sneak in an original, people would like it, but nobody knew it. So as much as they'll be like, oh, that was a great song. They never sang it at the next show. They never requested it at the next show because they wanted to see Incubus. Yeah, they wanted to. I remember, uh, I think, uh, I remember one time, I only went to one of the shows, actually, is one we all went to. Like we had Ollie's the, Point? Uh, yeah. Revolution Bar and Grill? Yeah. Um, we were out there heavy that night. Uh, we had the, a lot of the old crew. Shout out to Breezy. Yeah. Breezy. We had, we had Breezy on the show. He was a sound engineer from Revolution. Yeah, I remember that. But we had a lot of the, uh, we had a lot of the old crew out that night. Um. And I remember that uh, there was a No oh, Doubt crew. band that went on like right before you guys, like a No Doubt cover. Yeah, it actually sounded really good. But I remember like they didn't do the one song everyone from No Doubt would want. They didn't do Don't Speak. <laughs> like, and I was probably yelling at it at the top of my lungs in the back, like Don't, Don't, Don't. And they came out and they did. It was fantastic. But it's like, come on, man, if you're gonna be a cover band, at least cover the biggest song. You know what I'm saying? They probably just got so sick of covering that song. You have to. Nah, it's your job as a cover band. Like that was like, like drive for, for us. <laughs> Every time we go on stage, you gonna play drive? <laughs> <laughs> Wish you were here. Like pardon a, me, pardon me. Now you know what it is, you know what I'm thinking about too. Um do you remember uh Step Brothers, the Catalina wine mixer? Yeah. We only do <laughs> we do strictly eighties do up joke. <laughs> we do strictly eighties. <laughs> yeah, play some <laughs> Yep, we got a package <laughs> delivery, man. Shout out to the package delivery, man. What's up, man. man? Working early, man. Happy Monday. Very happy Monday. So yeah, bro, it just it got to a point. Where that, that's what I think about. Like I have to think that they have to deal with people like that almost all the time. That all right, man? Well, you know, I, I make these choices. You don't want to hear that, man. I'll play all the B I'll play all the B sides. Like there, there's a there's this thing with live performances, like I guess an ongoing joke. Where you're not supposed to shout out Freebird. Everybody, if you shout out Freebird at a show, Danny, you know about this, right? The Freebird thing? Freebird! Well, if you shout out Freebird, <laughs> people get upset because it's like a long ass song. It's like 10 minutes or something like that. Stairway to heaven! So all the words <laughs> is, is pretty much the same thing. Uh, Freebird. Leonard Skinner Freebird, right? Yeah, so, so that became like what Drive was. To <laughs> us. Like, nah, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm shit. <laughs> free bird. <laughs> free bird. Dude, uh, play drive. What's funny is when people would walk up to the stage while we're performing and they'll try to take one of the set lists and just walk away so they could predict what's gonna. It's like, you guys fucking start kicking drinks <laughs> on people and shit. <laughs> oh, Nobody man. touched the papers. But, you know, some of those guys, I mean, they're still playing. Yeah, they I still, still see him active, man. I see a lot of their shows, man. For a while, I remember when I asked him, I was like, yo, you're still in morning? He's like, nah, man. I mean, they, they, you know, we agreed to terms so we keep the name and all the graphics and everything. I'm like, wow. But I still see him, like, around, like, seeing this stuff. I'm like, wow. Like, like I, I want to go see them perform. I want to watch it in person. I don't want them to, like, invite me on stage. I don't want that because that's, 
that's pretty much what uh what they were saying before the guitarist he was the one that was in the band with us he, that kept the morning view going he's like dude come out and we'll bring you on stage why would you do that to your current singer like don't do that i'm gonna go there to watch you that's usually how uh infighting happens in the uh, movies and music movies that's how it happens temptations man david ruffin got that. up during that uh that new year's party next thing you know fighting the background dudes out the group then ruffin's in well according to the you know vh1 movie at least what's funny is that this was a tribute band and there was so much drama bro Talking about friends of 20, 25 years threatening to cut each other's <laughs> fingers off with fucking pliers. <laughs> we, we drove to his house, bro. We drove to his house by the lake. He said threatening to cut his he, fingers he, off with he, pliers. He, he brought the, the, the bolt cutters. Those aren't pliers. Those are yeah. bolt cutters, yeah, bro. Those are designed cutters. to cut steel, metal. Jeez. He said, I'll make sure you never fucking play guitar again. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm in the Whoa. back, like, yo, this is a tribute. Calm band, down, Kibo Sabi son. We're not actually Incubus. <laughs> we're, not, <sighs> we're not fighting over fucking seven figures right now. That's crazy. You guys are beefing over a $20 bill at practice. That's crazy. And then it, it was just a lot of subliminal shit. This is how you knew people were unhappy, bro, because he was like, show up. I'm not going to name names, but you show up to the gig before anybody's set up. And while everyone's like helping, you know, Mike bring out the drums and shit from the van, because that was like the biggest thing. You see him already having a cocktail, just looking at everybody else like, this is my band. And then he'll go on stage. He'll start fucking up songs on purpose just to get at Mike. Yo, it was just crazy, bro. Damn, messing up on stage on purpose? That's got Grown but folks. That, but that's got to, you know, who else is going to want you in a band or be in a band with you if you garner that type of reputation? I'm pretty sure, like, you know, bands know a l at least a little bit about each other. There's a history. People talk. People have got to know you've done these, pulled these sort of antics before. That's not going to help anyone want to work with you. No one's going to want to do anything with you. This is the way you uh, carry yourself. I, I would think, you know, I, I don't know if that, you know, to be 100% true. It, it was also that they were in multiple bands. Like when, when you're in the Long Island scene, you're playing in multiple bands. You got multiple projects, especially if you're in a tribute band. So you want to do like a Deftones tribute if you're doing an Incubus tribute. So you get with the same couple of guys and there's just a community of people that are friends like their kids all go to the same schools they all coach on the same team and, and so That's crazy they they beef with each other in that circuit amongst themselves so people like me that coming from the city i'm going to practice i don't know that we got beef with the people down the hall yo yo so, why so, you talking to me like <laughs> i, I, I like, couldn't yeah. I, I wouldn't understand that man like i mean that's crazy though man i mean it was I, just a lot I, I wouldn't get it shit. that that's bonkers though that's nuts that's crazy. That's crazy. Good old days, though. But, uh, yeah, man. We was playing, like, yo, we was playing a lot of shows. We was playing, like, two shows a week. Every week. I remember you guys were, you guys were putting in work for a while there, man. I remember, uh, you know what? I'm lying, though. That wasn't, uh, that actually wasn't the first show I think I saw you guys at. That time you oh, guys. you've seen me a few times. Nah, doing Incubus, but I'm, uh, at, at Morning View, but Morning View. Uh, the time you guys were at Bikini Bar on 41st when I came on my break. Yeah. You guys, were, that was, you know, it was that like was, your that, birthday. That was the night that, yeah. I was so wasted on stage. This was funny because I went to Gizzy's. Gizzy's was like the first cafe I fell in love with. I've always been in love with cafes. I always try to find a cafe to be in love with. And Gizzy's, before they closed down, they were like my go-to spot. They, you know, this is what we did, Sunday night screenings, everything. So I go to Gizzy's before the gig. Cause they knew it was my birthday and you remember mark it was a russian guy he was like oh, come 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 we do shots and i'm like all right 
I didn't know he was lining up like 10 shots. <laughs> I thought he was just going to do one shot. I forgot I was playing a show. So I leave Gizzy's, go to the show, and I'm already, I'm already good. I put my jacket down, everything. Put it on the side. We go on stage. We start performing. I don't remember the performance. All I remember is when I got off stage, they stole all my shit. They stole my phone. They stole my, my iPod. They stole my jacket. They stole everything, bro. That was the one thing that I walked away from that gig with. And the next day, we played at Gizzy's. So a, another situation arose because I didn't have my phone to make the proper phone calls to let the proper people know to not show up to the gig expecting a, an extensive relationship afterwards. So I just had a cluster of people show up to the same place. And it was just a bad night, bro. It was a bad weekend. It's crazy, man. That's nuts, man. Wow. It's crazy. That's why now I keep my I keep my phone with me at all times. I uh when I'm out at events, man, I try not to put my stuff down, man. Working working security, man. I've seen how fast people's stuff gets stolen, man. When we had to go back on camera, or even I've seen one of the things since you you bring up you getting stolen. Just to be off topic here for a second, one thing I've seen, man, is people leave. Like I've seen a lady like put her bag down and like while going to redemption uh, to get her prize. Put her bag down. This looked like a you know thousand dollar bag, maybe. Looked like nice leather, light brown leather. Couldn't tell what company. I can't remember right here, um, off the top of my head. But it was a nice bag. Looked expensive. Leaves it on the ground. <clears throat> and this is after I'd already told her, you know, twice, ma'am. She left her bag unattended twice previously, and I've told her, ma'am, stop leaving that here in the middle of Times Square. Someone will steal this shit. It's not a smart thing. She left it sitting there. And she walked. I'll say. Maybe from here, it was sitting here, and she was about where the beginning of the counter is. Like, if you order coffee. That's, she left her bag sitting back here. I picked it up and walked in front of her. I dropped it in front where she couldn't see it. Like, it, I had it. It was secure. And I waited to see how long it took for her to realize she didn't have her bag. It took her about 10, 15 minutes. And then she starts freaking out. And she looks at me like, oh, my God, someone took my bag. And I'm like, fuck you want from me? Like, I just look like, what do you want from me? Like, I told you multiple times her boyfriend's looking like, he, he he knows I told her. He, he like he told her like yo, you stop it. Like he he was there. I told her. She starts freaking out. And I just pick it up. I'm like here, like you left it sitting back there. And I've been I had it here that whole time. The whole time I've been standing here, you didn't even notice. Then she had an attitude. She had an attitude. Like, I told you, her. like you didn't save the day. Yeah. No. And then I told her, you know what? If you want, like I'll tell you, like the cops we had, we had the same thing happen a few weeks prior. Lady had attitude. We had a bag, and she called the cops. We didn't know we had it. She made a big scene, and the cops made her go down and fill out a bunch of paperwork and prove it was hers. For, 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 for acting the way this lady was. And I told her, like, yo, we'll do that. I'll call the cops and tell them, hey, you lost it. I can't verify it's yours. I'll give it to them, and then they'll make you go through all that paperwork to get it. Like, 